The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos and a very good Thursday morning to you, December 14th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in on National Roast Chestnuts Day. Good morning, Pat. Boy, you can't beat that song. That King Cole's that just... Christmas song. I I love it. It's my favorite. It's number one on the list outside of the, the uh, church's music, but I love that. Just a wonderful song. And National Chestnut Day. So I can say with about 99% certainty, I don't think I've ever had a roasted chestnut. I was thinking, Brenda, I have had them once, and it was many, many years ago, but they were they were delicious. I seem to recall they were kind of hard and creamy all at the same time. Okay. And uh, had definitely kind of a woodsy-type flavor to them, and uh, very good, very good. I don't know why I haven't had them since. They're just not really <laughs> available very often. I think I was at a Christmas market maybe okay. in Dallas somewhere and, and, and got one one time. And, I get yeah. the feeling that may not be a West Coast type of you know, Christmas roasting nut. I think I get the feeling that that's something that you would have like in the Northeast or something like that. I think so. And I seem to recall that the smell is, is kind of like a that's popcorn thing. type thing. You know, it's that you, you smell that smell and it makes you want it. You know? And you have to roast them to open it, right? Because the husk is kind of hardened. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. not an expert. I'm not an expert chestnuts. either, but. The but idea if you know they come of, from a, a chestnut tree. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, if I'll tell you what, in my backyard, if a squirrel came along and dug a chestnut into the ground to save it for later and it sprouted, we'd keep it growing. Uh, 90% <laughs> of the trees that are in our yard is because the good deacon saw it pop up somewhere and he transplanted it from the middle of the yard to the corner. We had two black walnut trees pop up in our backyard. They're really nice until we found out they make a big mess. And so the black walnuts came out. So little squirrels, if you happen to run across a chestnut, please bury it in our backyard. That is sustainability right we'll there. We'll keep it going. A yeah. plus. Oh, we've got all kinds of things. We have no idea what they are. But we've got an, actually an oak tree growing from our neighbor. We can tell they've got a real big oak tree couple just a couple blocks away. Yeah, there's one growing in our backyard now. All right, so <laughs> the squirrels are, are are doing the horticulture around the Aiken house. That's right. That's what they do for sure. So, well, Pat, we've got some exciting news to announce. Now, this is something we have been working on for a little while. We know that change kind of, you know, people get used to how their morning flows, but we're going to make a little bit of a shift. Yeah, we got it all sealed up yesterday. We got all uh, the, signed the agreement yesterday. This is so exciting. Yeah. yeah, tell us what's coming. Okay, so we are teaming up with Ascension and Spoke Street Media to bring you Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. 
This is so exciting. Yeah. So many people have benefited, have found such incredible graces from it, listening indeed, to that. Indeed, I'm one of them, yeah. So we know that the Bible in the year, and catechism in the year for the same thing too, they are kind of variable lengths, but Ascension and Spoke Street Media have been working on this along with Father Mike, and these are exactly 30-minute programs. That's right. So beginning January 1st, Every single day for a year at 630 in the morning, we're going to run Bible in a year. Then every single day at 11 o'clock p.m., catechism in a year. That's almost right. Oh, almost right. Almost right. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because on Sunday mornings, we have an hour and a half mass. Okay. So Bible in a year will air at 7 on okay. Sunday. <laughs> okay. So you were Party technically close. correct. Party but, close. But on Sundays, it's just a little bit different. Okay. So, so we, didn't, we didn't want to move the rosary around. Oh, yeah. no. Do not touch the rosary. No. <laughs> we just talked about that <laughs> yeah, yesterday. That's right. So uh, 6.30, Monday through Friday, uh -huh. 7 o'clock. Saturday and Sunday, That's Bible correct. in a year. That's right. Catechism in a year? At 11. Every night of the week. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe in a year's time, we might make the switch. So we, sound, we signed a two-year agreement. So we will have it for two years, and it will also be available on the Hail Mary Media app. So we will have the, if you, if you miss it for a day, you can go on to the Hail Mary Media app and, and, and find it right there. Oh, I am so excited for this. I cannot wait. So start your weekday mornings. You can listen to Father Mike for 30 minutes. And then what a great lead in to start your morning with the morning blend. Well, you know, I thought I knew the Bible. And I oh. started, my New Year's resolution was to do Bible in the year. And, I, and I'm almost done. I've, I've stuck with it because I really love it. And it's just part of my morning routine as I get ready and take my shower. And um, I have learned so much. Mm -hmm. I realized you didn't know anything about the Bible. So I think this is going to be a great tool. It's entertaining as well. You're learning and it's fun. So yeah, yeah can't uh, wait. Father Mike does a great job. For sure. So it's December 14th. We're just about two weeks away yeah. then from that time. We're going to be Happy starting New that. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What a great resolution. Uh -huh. Read the Bible in a year with Father Mike. So, well, great news to start off the show. What do you have coming up? Well, not so good news if you're on 205 what? today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to be closing 205, not once, but twice today for a funeral for a uh, officer who passed away in November. Okay. Uh, we'll tell you the details of that, but get ready. If you, if you take 205, in the Westland area, you might want to find alternatives today because it's going to close about 9 o'clock for the first time and then a little bit later on this, uh, around noontime. Okay, excellent. That's going to ripple just, through, you know. It will, but yeah. for certain situations like this, these are important Absolutely. things to honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the U.S. Supreme Court is ready to tackle a case that will be the most consequential abortion case since overturning Roe versus Wade. I'll tell you about that coming up in news. Let us celebrate the Advent season this morning with Matt Marr and hope for everyone. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Hear the angels sing There's hope for everyone To announce our King There's hope for everyone what good news they bring, there's hope for everyone, angels sing, there's hope for everyone. They came from afar, there's hope for everyone, wise men. 
Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Matt Marr and Hope for Everyone. Music for the season of Advent on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. It's 711. And when we come back, we will talk about social justice and the pro-life movement. Our friend Michael Davis checks in with us, and we've got that changing weather forecast. It's gonna get bad before it gets really good. Details on that next. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, Inspire my will with courage. Enrich my life with service. Pardon what I have been. Sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be. And thine shall be the glory. And mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. As we inch closer into the new year, Matraday Radio's eye-catching 2024 Marian calendars are popping up in a variety of places. They're a great source of spiritual motivation to display in your home, office, shop, or anywhere you could use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. And it's easy to get yours or pick up another one. Just check out our Advent Resources page at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app for your own 2024 Marian calendar featuring magnificent artwork, encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days throughout the new year. Let your friends at Matraday Radio show our appreciation for your legacy of prayerful support. Your generosity has been a tremendous blessing to us over the past 34 years. Visit our Advent Resources page now to get your own 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 714 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A little bit wet on the bridge today. Rain likely mainly before 10 a.m. Then cloudy this afternoon, high 46. That chance of rain at 70%, but it should stay light. Less than a tenth of an inch expected. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low about 40. Then it gets really nice. Sunny on Friday. Sunny on Saturday. Sunny on Sunday. I like where you're going with this. Oh, I love it. Get out and enjoy it. And uh, highs around 50, so gonna be gonna be fairly warm fairly too. mild yeah, for we're for up, December. Wrapping up fall because we start winter next week in a big way. So, but we got to get through this little rain this morning. All right, it's currently 44 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver, and 44 at St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland. It's time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice. On his podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis tackles some really big topics and ways that we can address them right in our own neighborhood. Well, there seems to be no more polarizing topic in our 
political discussion and in our faith discussions than abortion. And joining Michael this week, he has guest Kevin Williams, who serves the unborn and mothers in Fort Collins, Colorado, and who is a living example of the motto of that podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be here, Brenda. I think people look at abortion and they think of it as a political issue because that's what's happened is you pick a political party, you pick a side, and then that's where you fall with regards to the abortion issue. But people don't often recognize or put it into this social justice area of our faith. And boy, that takes it right out of politics and puts it right at the heart of our Catholic faith. I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit about this. Yes, one of the things in one of the episodes that I appreciated Kevin bringing out, we were talking about Roe versus Wade and the overturning of that. Kevin brings out that this is not for him a political issue so much as it is an issue of love. Mm -hmm. And He does a brilliant way of of, uh, taking the story of King Solomon faced with what to do with this baby, cut it in half, or give it to figure out who the mother of this baby is. And he's like, he shows that the love of the mother causes the baby to be given up to the other mother rather than any harm come to it. So it really brings it home that it takes, like you said, takes it out of the political arena brings it right into love. And of course, love always seeks out justice and charity. And so it's right there at the ground level. Mm. Michael, Scripture tells us very straightforward, God is love, right? So you're taking this abortion issue and you're placing it right at the foot of our creator. Kevin Williams is joining us today. He is Michael's guest for the next two episodes of Common Sense on Social Justice. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us. Kind of share with our listeners a little bit about how you entered into the abortion discussion. Yes, thank you for having me. It's an honor to, to be with you. Uh, you know, the people say the Lord speaks in a still small voice and sometimes he kicks the door down (laughs) and, uh, my, my story, my, my friend who's the, uh, coordinator for 40 days for life. She said, I've never seen anybody as clear in their calling as you. And it really gives me a more, a sense of responsibility. I, I told her that's exactly what I think. I don't know of anybody that is that I've met personally. And uh, just like Michael said, it's an issue of, of love. If, if you want to get involved in, in defending the unborn, you're going to experience a lot of love. I've been totally inundated with, with love. I mean, surrounded by people of love, people of self-sacrifice are laying their, their lives and are on the line and in time praying and, uh, we just had a blizzard here, and there are people out in the in the blizzard uh, praying. It's very it's really cold and uh, miserable, but but uh, you won't you won't see the other side out in that kind of weather. But they'll they'll see us out there in the the hottest weather and the coldest, most miserable weather and conditions. One of the things that in the podcast, Kevin gives a very lengthy answer to that question, how he got into this as as the voice, because I asked him, you know, how'd you get started? 
for listeners, a warning, pull out your Kleenexes because mm-hmm. when he shares how he got into this, it's going to it's gonna tug at you. It was, it's an episode that you will not want to miss. You will find Michael's podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. You'll also access it in the standalone podcast at materdayradio.com. Kevin, you you keep using the word love, and I, I recognize and I know that my faith calls me to that. Now, I haven't been to March for Lives before, where they were opposing people on the other side of us. I've also gone online when you look up anybody who is trying to defend life on college campuses or on the line, it feels like everything but love. So how do you maintain this focus on love of the mother, love of the unborn child, and even love of the person who is pro-abortion and always still keep that as part of well, how you approach the subject? I saw a recent quote that said, uh, said, creation reveals that God is great. Conscience reveals that God is good. Christ reveals that God is love. And, and, it's, and it's so true. Christ is love. And, and if we, main, we try to maintain love, no matter what, what the uh, situations are, what kind of, of uh, just here a while back, we were, I just got done with the morning at Planned Parenthood and it's over in the CSU's parking lot. And then a young man comes pulling up close behind us when I'm putting my signs in the back of the car. And he takes a picture like of the, my license plate and he winks kind of menacingly and he, and he uh, takes off and comes swings back around and he, and he says, Hey, I move houses. And I was thinking, well, he's, he's trying to say he's going to find out where I live and come blow my house. And he gets, uh, you know, move my house, and he uh, gets out of his car, and he wants to talk, and he, he said, you know, it, it's it's commonly uh, opinion about about you here on campus that, that you don't really care about women, but you just just shame women. I said, dude, we just we just pay the girls rent just minutes ago. I had my baby save album right there, and I started flipping pages and, and telling, well, we paid this girl's rent, we turned sent this girl to school. This this girl here, we got her a car. You know, we've we've, we've done these things countless times. And in the the young man, he says, "You know what?" He said, uh, "If you could change my opinion, then you, you could change a lot of people's uh, opinion on on campus." I'm going to spread the word about you guys. But if people know that you're willing to make sacrifices for them, the, the Apostle John said, "My little children, let us not." love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we know we are of the truth. The litmus test of love is if we're willing to suffer for love, if we're going to make sacrifices, if we're going to make, make uh, you know, concessions in the way we spend our time or how we spend our money. These, these, are, these are tests of love, and that's how we demonstrate that we're of love. Well, Michael and Kevin, I feel like we've only managed to touch the surface of the subject, and I'm already up against my break. Can you both stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. Sure. 
723 at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, as we get into the holiday season, these last few days of Advent, then the Christmas season, I know at my house we're going to be eating a lot. Yes. A lot. Yes, we, that's how we celebrate. <laughs> and if you're headed out to your local Fred Meyer store, why not be a part of the Fred Meyer's Community Rewards Program and benefit Matraday Radio? So every purchase you make, you could be strengthening Catholic Radio. It's easy to get signed up. All you have to do is go on to the Shop for the Cause page at matradayradio.com and get all registered. Simple as that. Just uh, link your card to Matraday Radio and you could be benefiting us as you shop for the cause during the holiday season with Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. God's Seal. The Lord was pleased to endorse and confirm the teaching and rule of St. Francis, not only by miraculous signs, but also by the marks of his own stigmata, so that no true believer could possibly question them on external or internal evidence. And in his goodness, God was pleased to affix his own seal to the rule and teaching of St. Francis, who would never have presumed to teach or write anything other than what he received from the Lord. And he himself testifies, it was God who revealed to him the entire rule. A Reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Matraday Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Matraday Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Matraday Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And an Oregon city has made it on the top 50 list of the best places to live in the U.S. We'll tell you where that is next. And will the abortion pill still be allowed to be administered through the mail? Well, the Supreme Court... They're going to make that decision. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. This is Rita West and Victor. 
And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Blessed Virgin Mary, that is Rita West and Victor. It's 7.30. The United States Supreme Court has announced it will once again consider a high-stakes abortion pill case. The outcome of the case could potentially reinstate safeguards that would prohibit sending these deadly drugs by mail. The nation's highest court will review a fifth 
Circuit Court of Appeals ruling earlier this year, which determined that a risk evaluation and mitigation strategy should be reinstated to require that women know the facts about mifepristone ahead of consumption. The Justice Department and the abortion drug manufacturer Danko Laboratories appealed the decision in September. The high court will allot one hour for oral arguments in the case called Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine versus Food and Drug Administration. Because of its potential to curtail the use of the drug that accounts for over half Of all U.S. abortions, the case is expected to be the most consequential abortion case since Dobbs versus Jackson that overturned Roe versus Wade. A funeral procession for a Westland police officer, Ethan Cordry, who died in November due to a medical issue, is going to cause two 30-minute closures of I-205 this morning. The southbound closure is going to start at 9 a.m. between Exit 10, Oregon Route 213, and Exit 3 at Stafford Road. The northbound closure will happen around 1230 this afternoon between Exit 3 and Exit 16, which is the Johnson Creek Boulevard exit. Drivers are warned of possibly long delays during the closures. Choose an alternate route and try to avoid the freeway during those times. And uh, you know that's going to ripple through all the traffic around town today. So just just be patient. That's it. Be patient. Uh, These are very, very beautiful processions, though. There will be many, many, uh, I think, um, police vehicles in route along with them. Well, TriMet announced that the Gateway Transit Center in Portland will be closed from January 14th to February 25th. The agency is finishing off its ongoing A Better Red construction project, which has been going on since September of 2021 to improve transportation between the Transit Center and Portland International Airport. Crews will be connecting the newly constructed track and systems north of the Transit Center as well as get the Gateway North Station ready for service by February 26th. TriMet said that travelers who ride the Max Blue, Green, and Red lines should use alternative modes of transportation. It added that Max lines will not serve the Gateway Transit Center while construction is taking place with Max Blue and Green lines disrupted and Max Red lines suspended. However, fixed route and shuttle buses will continue to run. The Catholic Dioceses of Columbus and Steubenville, Ohio, are considering a merger over a year after a previous merger attempt was halted due to pushback from many within the diocese. Bishop Paul J. Bradley, the Apostolic Administrator of the Diocese of Steubenville, and Bishop Earl K. Fernandez of the Diocese of Columbus issued a joint statement announcing that they were in preliminary discussions regarding the potential merger of the diocese. The announcement of the potential merger comes amid a combination of declining church attendance, a nationwide shortage of vocations, and the scheduled closure of more than a dozen Catholic churches across central Ohio that are part of the Columbus Diocese. The three days to, excuse me, the days to ship holiday packages and mail greeting cards before Christmas are quickly shrinking. The U.S. Postal Service FedEx and UPS have announced their shipping deadlines, so mail, letters, cards, and packages may be mailed out so they arrive in time for Christmas. 
So USPS said that it's the busiest time of year, two weeks before Christmas, and customer traffic at post office locations is rapidly increasing. Now, the deadline to mail holiday packages and greeting cards via the post office first-class mail this Saturday, December 16th. So write that down in your calendar, Pat. (laughs) I have marked it. Saturday, December 16th. Priority mail deadline, December 18th, and Priority Mail Express, December 20th. The last day for FedEx ground economy delivery before Christmas is Friday. That's tomorrow. UPS is set Tuesday, December 19th as its deadline date for their three-day select shipping. I better get a move on. This is the week to do it. Hey, a city in Oregon has made the rankings of best places to live in the entire United States, according to a new analysis. In the new report by Money, researchers sought to find the best 50 places to live in the U.S. in 2023. Hillsboro made the cut, ranking at number 23. The study analyzed about 1,370 cities and towns across the U.S. with more than 480,000 data points with categories including cost of living, diversity, economic opportunities, quality of life, and more. According to the study, Hillsboro experienced an 18% rise in job growth between 2010 and 2021, even with more projected in the next few years, likely due to the Silicon Forest of technology companies in the area. And in sports, well, Damian Lillard, former trailblazer and current Milwaukee Buck guard, last night moved into fifth place on the NBA's all-time list for three-point field goals made during a home game against the Indiana Pacers. Lillard made two of eight field goals from beyond the arc for 2,451 for his career, and he passed Kyle Korver on the list. Littered now is uh, trailing five other people. Next on the list, Reggie Miller, then L.A. guards James Harden, Ray Allen, and Golden State guard Steph Curry, who has the record. Harden and Curry are still active. And Speaking of the Blazers, they're back in the Moda Center tonight to take on the Jazz. Going to have eight of the next nine games at home. Hopefully that home cooking will help them out. There are many different stories about the origin of the Christmas tree. Some link St. Boniface and other stories begin in Germany and even more, they begin in France. But as Catholics, we recognize we're not in the Christmas season yet. It's still Advent, but we cannot deny Christmas trees are everywhere. And Christmas trees appear in stores and on the streets earlier and earlier each year, even before Thanksgiving. As to when we should put up and decorate the tree in our homes, well, traditions vary. And since it's not a proper liturgical ornament, there's no official hard and fast rule. So the important thing to remember is that it is a Christmas tree, so it should coincide at least roughly with the Christmas season. Thus, the most traditional option is to decorate the tree on Christmas Eve. Although many people prefer to do it earlier, such as the beginning of Advent, the period of preparation for Christmas. Now, as to when you should be getting it all down, it's a good idea to continue to enjoy the tree during the liturgical time of Christmas, which by the Catholic calendar ends on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, generally celebrated on the Sunday after January 6th, which is the Feast of Epiphany. Some people follow a tradition of keeping the tree up until February 2nd. Me. 
That's the presentation of the Lord. So you pick your start date and well, you pick your end date. I like to keep it up. I just, I just love having it up that full 40 days. I, I agree. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 5 o'clock is Christmas Mercy Night in downtown Portland. Join the St. Michael Parish community in bringing the joy of Christ's birth to those most in need by delivering gifts, hot cocoa, and cookies, along with caroling to those who live on the streets. Please meet at 515 at Valestra Hall at St. Michael's. And remember, you can find all the information on this event, plus many more. Head over to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at MatraDayRadio.com and also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Well, pro-life issues are dominating the news, as we heard earlier. And how can we address this with compassion? Michael Davis checks back in with Brenda after we look at that wonderful weather forecast just ahead. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. This January, Mater Day Radio welcomes Father Mike Schmitz. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is coming soon to Catholic Radio. Starting January 1st, encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
742 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, we get through the rain this morning, then it's going to get really nice. Rain likely mainly before 10 a.m., 70% chance of showers, just some light rain. High near 46 this afternoon, cloudy tonight, low only dropping to 40. Then tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, sunny with a high around 50 for all three days. I can't wait. Currently, it is 46 degrees at St. Charbel's Catholic Church here in Portland. And 44 at St. Joseph Catholic Church in the shadow of the state capitol in Salem. And I am back with Michael Davis. He is the host of Common Sense on Social Justice. For the next two weeks, Michael welcomes guest Kevin Williams. He is a strong supporter of the life movement from the unborn to all of the help that he can do for women who are in crisis pregnancies. They are both joining me today to talk a little bit more about this. Well, Kevin, as we got into the subject before our break, you kind of started to bring forward an idea that so often the Catholic Church is, uh, people refer to us as pro-birth, that that's all we are concerned about is making sure women have the babies, but we're not there after the baby's born. You are a living example of exactly the many ways that all of us can be there for women, not just to ensure the lives of their unborn babies are saved, but walk with them in so many ways. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how you uh, work to create a just society and how creative we can be in helping women and families come to healing. There's there's so many resources out there for for girls. I, I uh, the first thing we do if a girl chooses life is is I get their contact information. If it's a an abortion clinic, and then I just try to stay with them, uh, set them up a, a registry, and then start promoting it. Usually, typically, there'll be forty to seventy people that will will purchase off of their the registry just in my circle of friends and and uh, arranging baby showers so we can uh, connect them with the faith in the in the pro-life community to make uh, lifelong uh, contacts if, if possible that's i feel that i've failed a girl if, if she chooses life and we don't get them connected with the the people in her own community if it's a girl that chose life online i just reach out to the life community in her city and try to arrange a baby shower or invite the most evangelical people that are uh, in, in that city to to love on them invite them into their into their homes into their churches and bible study groups and there's uh, so many groups to connect them with love life has uh hundreds and hundreds of churches across the country embrace grace have, have helped me Many times, and they're they're hands on. They will they will uh, help these girls outside of the the typical pro life uh, resource uh, sphere, like uh, crisis pregnancy centers, of course, or have a, a lot of uh, of resources they can connect the girls with with things that they need in a practical level. But they're typically a little bit gun shy about some guy calling them from four states away that because they've been scammed so many times by people mm. trying to just smear them that they're a little bit, uh, where you're, you're from, where you're, you did what? I mean, you're trying to do it with this, but if you can connect them with the, the boots on the ground there that they know and trust, then you can, uh, get more 
get more uh, ac- action out of them. There's a, a, a fear of of uh, client confidentiality, which is which is good in its place, but sometimes it gets in in my way if I'm wanting to help a girl. When I get someone knocking on their door and loving on them and taking gifts and diapers and and uh, helping them with their rent or whatever it may be, fixing their car, but but uh, we want to we want to be hands on with these girls. And when people say that we're in a, a love affair with a with a unborn baby, nothing could be farther from the truth. There's there's girls that chose life ten years ago that messaged me and they say, "Hey, we're behind the rent. We're getting evicted, and we pay the rent for them. And we their lights are turned off. We get them turned on. We fill their propane tanks or whatever it is. There's there's an ongoing relationship with these girls when they choose life and it's a golden opportunity to to disciple them and uh and hopefully that that pray for them and in our prayers that god will draw them by his spirit and seal them for his own that it will uh those girls that that uh that chose life that now go to daily mass have been confirmed and and uh, reconcile with their guys and once they get their lives straightened up, the Holy Spirit is going to move and work in their in their lives in amazing ways. Sometimes I just watch on and go, "Wow, that was that was amazing!" And it's it's just so beautiful to see uh, the way that that God pulls these things together, people, resources, and and uh, is God delights to to get involved. I'm smiling just when you're saying that because we, as poor humans, we just can't help but be amazed by the work of God and be surprised by it. But as Catholics, we know we should never be surprised by what God can do. Just hand it over to him and he will take over. If you are just turning in, you're listening to Kevin Williams. He is a pro-life advocate and he is joining Michael Davis on his podcast for the next couple of weeks. Michael, this topic, especially here in Oregon, also north of the river in Washington, people are coming from across the country and they are helping women come to this state because it's one of the few states that offer unlimited access to abortion. So in this area where it seems like everybody is doing everything everything they can to ensure women have access, easy access even to abortion, your podcast is all about what we can do right here. So how do we enter into this subject when, well, really around us here in the Portland area on the West Coast, it, it, it's very difficult to enter this in a loving way. So what are we called to do then? Our faith calls us to do something. Right. And I think I want to look at the positive part of this. So a lot of homeless people come to Portland, it is known that in Texas, when a prisoner is released and they're going to be homeless, Texas pays to put them on a bus to Portland. Mm. Uh, It is, and Utah did the same thing. Salt Lake City has been known to bus homeless people to Portland. Uh, Of course, now the flood of women coming in, but there's also a flood of immigrants and refugees through the southern border coming into Portland. I meet with hundreds of them at the processing center here in Portland. And my thought is bring it on. You know why? Because God's children are waiting on this end to receive them and transform their lives. 
So now we don't have to go to these other places to transform their lives. They're coming to us. We're waiting on you. Just like God. God is always waiting on us. On the other end, we run somewhere else and there's God waiting on us. Uh, you'll hear how that happened in Kevin's own conversion story in the podcast. But uh, yeah, um, let those women come here. Let the immigrants, refugees come here. Let the homeless come here because we're waiting to touch your mm. life when you get here. I love that. And God, he's on our side too. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, man, we, that's exactly what we see here. We see Texas plates here in Colorado every day at Denver and Fort Collins and uh, Boulder, the abortion clinics here in northern Colorado, people from from quite a few different states. And a lot of Ubers, you know, they're, they're flying. It's like a, a mecca of abortion now in Colorado. But it's really, it's just like Michael just said, it's just bring them on. If, if they wasn't, if they were having an abortion there in, in Nebraska or Texas, there might not be there someone uh, offering them love and, mm. and opportunities to, these are opportunities for us to share the gospel with them and share, share the love of Christ with them. And they send them, we're here waiting for them. I love that. I have never in my life thought about it in such a way. We are here ready to help them. So why not come to Portland? because they have the services here and the Catholic Church is here and we are eager to help them. What an amazing discussion. Of course, you get into this so much more over the next two episodes, Michael. So thank you so much for talking about this. Kevin, thank you for your time today. You are very welcome. Thank you for the honor and the opportunity. And again, that is Kevin Williams. Of course, he is a guest with Michael Davis. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. I will be sure to include information about Kevin Williams and also ways that you can get right to Michael's podcast. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary Media app. 752 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, with the beautiful weather coming our way for the weekend, it would be perfect to head out to the grotto for the Christmas Festival of Lights. Perfect to enjoy two million lights and some of the best choirs in the area. We've got a family six-pack of tickets that we're going to give away between now and 9 o'clock. So keep listening for your chance to win and be a part of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights with Monterey Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Many years ago in France in the 1100s, there was a great saint, Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, who worked hard to reform the church with the division of those times. St. Bernard often spoke of the three comings of Christ, appropriate for our Advent preparation. He reminded us that there was a joy when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, joy to the world, 
Let heaven and nature sing. Second, the saint speaks to Jesus present to us today. Do we see Jesus in the events and people around us each day? St. Bernard then points to the coming that is ahead of us, the final glory, the resurrection and last day. With that to look forward to, why do we worry about matters so much? For today, share your joy. Be present to see Christ among us and stop worrying. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisanti. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And if you're going to be on 205 today, you might want to think about going another way. Okay. We'll tell you why next. And it's a week of celebration and a lot of candles Pope Francis has to blow out. I'll tell you about the dual celebrations this week that he is celebrating coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. During his famous Sermon on the Mound, one of the Beatitudes that Jesus shared was, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. John D. Apes took that to heart and began joyfully carrying his cross from a very young age. John was born the youngest child of poor silk weavers in Toledo, Spain in 1542. His father died early on in his life and his mother sent him to the poor school of Medina del Campo, where he amazed everyone with his performances. Unfortunately, this didn't transfer to any craft and practice. Instead, he spent his time at the local hospital caring for the poor and infirmed, as well as assisting at the local Jesuit school. Beginning to grow anxious about his future, he pleaded to God for direction in his life. What do they say about asking God for something? Don't. Only because he'll give you way more than you ask for. John was given a greater mission, possibly even daunting, beyond the hospital and school of Medina. He would revive the Carmelite order. The Carmelites had established a house in Medina years earlier, and that's where John received his first habit in 1563. Upon entering the order, he quickly learned that the brothers were living way too comfortably and showed very little discipline in their spiritual lives. Vowing to leave the order and become a Carthusian monk, John was quickly halted in his tracks by the soon-to-be Saint Teresa of Avila. She was en route to establish a convent of Carmelite nuns and persuaded the priests to remain in the order to help her begin a revival. It was then that John would come to call himself John of the Cross. He picked up his cross and carried it the rest of his life. With the help of Sister Teresa, the two established the Discalced Carmelites, an order of Carmelites who followed the stricter rules set by St. Albert. Emptying himself of everything to make more room for Christ in his heart, 
John of the Cross set an example that many of his brothers found incredibly unbearable. Out of jealousy for his piety, his superiors ordered John to return to Medina del Campo. When he refused, he was quickly imprisoned for nine months in Toledo. After escaping from prison, John went on to live a life of suffering from illness and was at first despised by those he had reformed. But John knew that he wasn't here to serve his fellow man, but the Lord God who had entrusted with him the reforming of his order. Counted among the poor in spirit, John died in 1591 and was later canonized a doctor of the church in 1926 by Pope Pius XI. Throughout his time in prison, John wrote poems, letters, books, you name it. He reflected on the matters of the soul that stretch us to our breaking point and how these moments will either make us into the saints we're called to be or break us entirely. Do we truly desire heaven or do we want to live a good life? Living a life of faith is easy when things are going well, but what if we have nothing and have lost all means of comfort? Will we still praise God in the storm? Let us ask for St. John's intercession in that we may desire Christ above all and become poor in spirit to inherit the kingdom of God. St. John of the Cross, pray for us. That is Awaken the Saints. St. John of the Cross, certainly one of the most powerful contemplatives out there. And you can find out more about St. John of the Cross and all the saints and pray with them on the Hail Mary Media app. You can get details on how to download that at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, on December 13th, 1969, just four days before his 33rd birthday, Jesuit Jorge Mario Bergoglio, who today, Pope Francis, was ordained a priest by Archbishop Ramon Castellano, Archbishop Emeritus of Argentina. 54 years ago was a Saturday, the eve of the third Sunday of Advent. In the liturgy of the church, that day is known as Gaudete Sunday. In other words, joy. And according to the book, The Jesuit, Conversations with Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio, Pope Francis discovered his vocation to the priesthood while on his way to celebrate Gaudete Day. On May 20th, 1992, Pope John Paul II appointed him Auxiliary Bishop of Buenos Aires, and he received his Episcopal consecration on June 27th of that year. Then in the consistory of February 21st, 2001, he was made a Cardinal by Pope John Paul II. Pope Francis' birthday? Well, it's coming up. It's going to be on Sunday. December 17th. So happy birthday wishes to Pope Francis. Kind of a dual celebration there. That's mm-hmm. a cool story. Well, speaking of cool, have you checked your 401k lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking good. Wall Street pointed upward toward gains early this morning following a powerful rally that sent the Dow Jones Industrial Average to a record high yesterday as the Federal Reserve indicated that interest rate cuts are likely in the year ahead. Fed Chair Jerome Powell, playing Santa Claus yesterday, said that the benchmark rate is likely already at or near its peak, while acknowledging that inflation remains too high. Powell said the Fed officials don't want to wait too long before cutting the funds rate, which is at its highest level since 2001. On Wednesday, the Dow jumped 512 points, or 1.4%, to over 37,000. The S&P 500 rose one and a quarter percent to be within its own record, and the Nasdaq Composite gained 1.4%. A new aquatic center in North Portland is closer to becoming a reality thanks to funds directed to the project by Commissioner Dan Ryan. 
Ryan, who oversees Portland Parks and Recreation, has allocated $59.8 million in park system development charges for the planned North Portland Aquatic Center at Northgate Park. With this latest injection of funding, the project has secured $91.5 million of its total $102 million estimated price tag. The new aquatic center, which is still in the planning stage, will serve some 70,000 people in North Portland. It will be a destination for swimming lessons, lap swimming, water aerobics, and other forms of water play. Now included in the plan so far is a 35-meter pool aimed to meet the increase in demand for school aquatic programs such as competitive swimming events as well as lap lanes. In particular, Northgate Park was chosen for its access to schools nearby. This latest development comes a full year after the permanent closure of Columbia Pool in North Portland, which has been a cherished neighborhood landmark for 93 years. Shortly after 5.30 yesterday, the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office dangerous drug team arrested 23-year-old Luis Finez following a traffic stop in the area of Southeast 174th Avenue and Stark Street. Luis Finez is an alias for Jermaine Ariel Ariaga Sanchez. He's being held in custody on arrest warrants with multiple charges. On December 7th, deputies seized more than 52 pounds of fentanyl powder and more than 8,000 fentanyl pills. Three suspects were booked in the Multnomah County Jail that same day. However, Artiaga Sanchez was released with instructions to report to court the following morning. He failed to show up, and a judge issued a new arrest warrant and was nabbed yesterday. And if you're headed on I-205 today, uh, you might want to pack a lunch. A funeral procession for Westland Police Officer Ethan Cordry, who died in November due to a medical issue, is going to cause two 30-minute closures of I-205 this morning. Southbound closure will start at 9 between Exit 10 or Oregon Route 213 and Exit 3 at Stafford Road. The northbound closure will happen around 1230 this afternoon between Exit 3 and Exit 16, Johnson Creek Boulevard. Drivers are warned of possibly long delays. That may be an understatement. And you're advised to choose an alternate route to try to avoid the freeway at those times. But, Brenda, I have a feeling that's just going to ripple through yep. everything today. Mm-hmm, for sure. Be patient. A singer from North Plains, Oregon, is among the top five finalists of NBC's The Voice. Jackie Rohr earned the final spot after voters selected her as the instant save winner following performances this week. Rohr owned up to her name, drawing big cheers from the studio audience while she belted Alone by the classic rock band Heart. Her performance caused her coach, Reba McIntyre, to get out of her chair and stand in an ovation before the song was finished. She thanked everyone who voted for her in an Instagram story Wednesday morning. She also gave a shout out to her fellow finalists and thanked local fans, including those in North Plains, for showing their support. The voice is in its 24th season. The champion will be crowned during the season finale, which is scheduled to air on December 19th at 6 o'clock Pacific time on 
NBC. Oh, we'll be rooting for her. That's you awesome. Go, you roar. <laughs> hey, in sports, speaking of roar, Golden State Warrior forward Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by the NBA. The league announced last night. Green was suspended for striking Phoenix Sun Center and former trailblazer Joseph Nurkic in the face during the Warriors' loss to the Suns Tuesday night. It was a violent hit. Huh. He was assessed a flagrant two foul, ejected from the game. That's his third ejection this season. Season. He's been ejected 18 times during his okay. career. That's not the record. That's not I'm, the record. I, you know who really, has the record? Oh, let's see. Uh, Rashid Wallace. Oh, not surprised. <laughs> there, there, I'm not surprised no either. There is no place for that. You've it got was to... violent. And, you know, you're, Nurk, people in Portland love Nurk. You know, Absolutely. He, he, he was often injured, but a great guy. And uh, just to see that, it, it, it was just a blatant hit. I mean, it was violent. Okay. There so. there comes a point after that many ejections, he's going to have to hit the bench for more than 18. just... 18. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, many of us desire that ultimate union with God. Maybe he needs to listen to this. <laughs> Come on, But Draymond. don't know how to attain it. Luckily, the saints before us have trod that path and have passed on their wisdom to us. St. John of the Cross, in particular, believed that if we wanted to draw closer to God, we must do that through the cross of suffering. He explains this principle in a spiritual canticle featured in the church's office of readings. The soul cannot enter into these treasures nor attain them unless it first crosses into and enters the thicket of suffering, enduring interior and exterior labors. And this Carmelite saint firmly believed that our life on earth includes much suffering. The key is not to dismiss the suffering, but to unite it to the cross and let it become a sacrifice to God. Only through suffering will we find the lasting peace and consolation that we desire. The gate that gives entry into these riches of his wisdom is the cross because it is a narrow gate. While many seek the joys that can be gained through it, it is given to few to desire to pass through it. Now, these words may not be consoling for us, but they are true. We cannot seek the peace that God gives to us unless we first imitate him and find him in our suffering. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, if you're doing a little shopping this weekend, maybe head over the bridge to Queen of Peace Books because on Saturday at 1 o'clock, Queen of Peace Books hosts local artist and author Adelie Hude, who will be signing copies of her latest children's book, An Introductory Latin Missile for Children. She is so talented. It's an amazing looking book. I loved it and I had a great opportunity to talk with her. And remember, you can find the details and kind of remind you of those times that she's going to be at Queen of Peace at the, on our community calendar, materdayradio.com. You'll also have full access to the calendar on the Hail Mary media app. And speaking of talented ladies, mm-hmm. Miriam Marston yes. is going to join us. The host of Blazing the Trail will be in to talk about the Nativity Crutch. We'll find out all about that. Plus, we have those tickets for you to go to the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. We'll be giving those away before 9 o'clock. And we'll check that beautiful weather forecast next at Matra Day Radio. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-Source Communications is an independent, local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for All-Source Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Matraday Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world. With captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs, there's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto Gift Shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with The Morning Blend on Matraday Radio. Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th. And keep up with all the fun on Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 813 at Matre Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Going to be beautiful weather to get out to the grotto and enjoy that Christmas festival of lights. A little rain this morning, but that should all be gone by this afternoon. 70% chance of showers and the new precipitation less than a tenth of an inch. High this afternoon, about 46. Tonight, cloudy with a low of 40. Then sunny Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with highs in the low 50s. Can't wait. I, I am ready for it also. Currently, it is still a chilly 44 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview, Washington. And 42 at St. Jude in Eugene. Many children and, well, adults alike set this time of year to gaze upon that beautiful nativity scene. Now, if you're like our house, there's no baby yet in that manger mm-hmm. because Christ has not been born. But... 
He's coming. And joining us this morning to tell us more about this beautiful tradition in our Catholic faith, it is our good friend, Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda and Pat. It's lovely to be on with you all this morning. So one of the requirements that I needed for my nativity scene many years ago, I've had the same one for years and years, is that the baby Jesus didn't was separate from the manger because, well, he came on Christmas morning. In fact, he showed up on Christmas night and all of my kids would sit on the landing and look at the nativity scene because Jesus appeared oh. there. So tell our listeners a little bit, remind them about the nativity scene. Do you have one in your home? Yeah, and I, I love that you mentioned that tradition of waiting until either just definitely the day of Christmas to place the little baby Jesus in the manger. It's the same thing in our home, that we weren't even allowed to open one present <laughs> until until Jesus was in the manger and we had said a prayer together as a family. So it's a lovely tradition and really keeps us focused on the whole uh, reason that we're celebrating at Christmas. So yes, this is one of my uh, just favorite traditions, really, of, of our faith. Um, and back in 2019, Pope Francis had actually released an apostolic letter on the meaning and the importance of the nativity scene. And it's become uh, an annual reading for me um, now because there's just so much depth uh, to this beautiful tradition. And it's really significant this year since it's the 800th anniversary of the first nativity scene um, because that was St. Francis of Assisi in 1223 who got permission to recreate uh, that scene of the nativity, of the birth of Jesus, and he used real people and animals. And uh, so the tradition has continued sort of in different forms since then. So thank you, St. Francis. Now, most families are not going to have, like, real people over and animals and hay <laughs> yeah. in their homes. Those, those oxen yeah, will house. make, yeah, they make a bit of a mess. I, I leave the oxen in the backyard. There we go. But, you know, well, you mentioned, you mentioned the mess. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's an important point, I think, that we can lead with, is when we contemplate the nativity scene, we see that it's awfully crowded and it's messy. And you know, it was probably it was probably really smelly. You know, where Jesus was born, um, it was just he was born kind of in this in this poor sort of unconventional place. And I, I think, first of all, it shows the the humility and the vulnerability of our Lord. And it should also bring us, I think, some reassurance and, and comfort that um, our lives don't have to be this pristine, shiny, perfect place before Jesus comes to dwell there. So I think that as we're kind of drawn into that scene, just to remember that Jesus is is born kind of in the mess of things, <laughs> and that's where he comes to dwell in our own lives, um, that even if things don't feel all put together, to not be afraid of that, because Jesus, in his humility and vulnerability, can be born right there in, in the in the in the midst of everything going on in our life. Um, so yeah, so all the the elements of the scene come together to to create this beautiful story. So of course we have the holy family at the middle of it all. So we have Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Um, we have of course those animals. We have uh, the the angels. We have the shepherds. You know Jesus as the good shepherd. Um, it's not surprising, right, that the good news gets to the shepherds first. Um, and then I would love to play around when I was a kid to play with the different figurines. And I, I loved those angelic figures. I found them particularly fascinating, but that's a moment, Brenda and Pat, to remember the song of the angels, right? At Christmas, how they sang the Gloria, the glory to God in the highest. And it reminds us that with the exception of Advent and Lent, 
we get to sing that every Sunday, right? That we get to participate in that refrain of the angels every time we get to go uh, to Sunday Mass, which is really beautiful to just sneak a little bit of Christmas into every <laughs> into every Mass. Um, oh. Yeah, and then, of course, the star and the, the three kings. There's just so much to contemplate. Miriam, we were just talking on the show today about the tradition of the Christmas tree and when and about we can set that up and when we can take it down. And, you know, some say that it's the Sunday after Epiphany. And of course, Epiphany, we think about the gifts of the wise men. Now, some traditions and households, those wise men. They're not in the nativity scene yet. They right. make a little journey around the house and they yep. slowly make their way over. So a nativity scene would not uh, would not be complete without those beautiful wise men. So <laughs> yeah. do we have any indication or any memory or written uh, article as to why St. Francis set up this, mm. this scene in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. And really, Brenda, he wanted to... Um, it, it was basically used as like a catechetical lesson. He wanted to be able to teach the people about what happened at Christmas, to, to teach about the incarnation, the the birth of Christ. And um, to do this, he really, again, were, these are folks who, who couldn't really read. And so to give a very powerful visual depiction and representation of the Christmas story was um, was really important. And so that's what he wanted to do, uh, was to, to recreate the story so um, people would really understand what happened, but ultimately uh, the truth of how deeply God loves us. Oh, and it is definitely a deep, deep love. The other uh, thing I think that uh, is very, very almost lost, it's subtle, but it's very powerful, and that is the manger. So yeah. we have the bread of life in Jesus that is laid in the manger, which is traditionally a trough for feeding the animals. Yeah. And of course, Bethlehem, the city of bread. So you have all this Eucharistic symbolism also yeah. that's kind of built into it. No, Pat, that's a great point. And, and it's beautiful that we get to see, again, these, these clues about who Jesus is and what his mission will be. And it's right there in the nativity scene. Uh, in the manger, in the word Bethlehem, in the gifts of the Magi, where we oh. see the gold, which um, you know uh, uh, reflects his his royalty, his kingly nature. Uh, we see, of course, the frankincense, which reflects the priestly identity of Jesus, and of course the myrrh, which will point ahead to his suffering, his death, um, mm. which again um, will open up the doors to new life for each of us. Mm. I. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful uh, image and one that we can really just gaze upon and see our Lord there and and then just really welcome uh, welcome him to into our hearts and into the muck. I'll say, of our everyday (laughs) life, right? That is exactly what it should be. So, well, Miriam, thank you so much. I'm going to go home and uh, dust off my nativity scene again and make sure that manger is as muck-free as it can be during this busy time of year. So that way, that beautiful manger is ready to welcome him. And thank you again so much for joining us today. Oh, you're very welcome and wishing you a blessed rest of Advent and Christmas. Oh, to you as well, Miriam. Thank you so very much.
821 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And make sure you keep that baby Jesus till Christmas Day. That's and right. Then, He's and then not put there yet. In. He's right. not there yet. Hey, we have got a family six-pack of tickets to the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Got a big lineup out there tonight to see the Caitlin Gable choirs are going to be out there, along with Estacada High School and many, many others. We want you to be in the middle of all the fun, and the next few days are going to be beautiful. We've got those tickets for you, and we'll be giving them away before 9 o'clock. So keep listening for your chance to win and be in the middle of all the fun. It's the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Jabron Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Jabron's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Jabron's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Jabron Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
825 at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, an Oregon City makes Money Magazine's top list of the best places to live in the U.S. We'll tell you where that is next. And, and the U.S. Supreme Court is ready to tackle a case that will be the most consequential abortion case since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I'll have that story for you as well. Here's Sean Garrison and Sarah Kroger with God Alone. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Sean Garrison and Sarah Kroger and God alone. It's 830. The United States Supreme Court has announced it will once again consider high stakes abortion pill case. The outcome of the case could potentially reinstate safeguards that would prohibit sending these drugs by mail. The nation's highest court will review a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling earlier this year, which determined that a risk evaluation and mitigation strategy should be reinstated to require that women know the facts about this drug ahead of its consumption. The Justice Department and the abortion drug manufacturer Danko Laboratories appealed the decision in September. The high court will allot one hour for oral arguments in the case called Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine versus Food and Drug Administration because of its potential to curtail the use of the drug that accounts for over half of all U.S. abortions. The case is expected to be the most consequential abortion case since Dobbs versus Jackson, which overturned Roe versus Wade. Well, if you're going to be on the road around the Portland area today, you might want to pack a lunch. A a funeral procession for West Lynn police officer Ethan Cordry, who died in November due to a medical issue, is expected to cause two 30-minute closures of I-205 this morning. The southbound closure will start uh, in about a half hour at 9 a.m. between Exit 10 at Oregon Route 213 and Exit 3 Stafford Road. The northbound closure will happen at 1230 this afternoon between Exit 3 and Exit 16, Johnson Creek Boulevard. Drivers are warned of possibly long delays during the closures and suggest an alternate route around the area. It's going to ripple through traffic across the Portland Metro today, so just be very, very patient. And TriMet announced that the Gateway Transit Center in Portland will be closed from January 14th to February 25th. The agency is finishing off its ongoing A Better Red construction project, which has been going on since September of 2021 to improve transportation between the Transit Center and Portland International Airport. Crews will be connecting the newly constructed track and systems north of the transit center as well as get the Gateway North Station ready for service by February 26th. TriMet said that travelers who ride the Max Blue, Green and Red lines should use alternative modes of transportation. And it added that Max lines will not serve the Gateway Transit Center while construction is taking place with the Max Blue, Green lines disrupted and Max red line suspended. However, fixed route and shuttle buses will continue to run. The Catholic Diocese of Columbus and Steubenville, Ohio are considering a merger. Over a year after a previous merger attempt was halted due to pushback from many within the diocese. Bishop Paul J. Bradley, the Apostolic Administrator of the Diocese of Steubenville, and Bishop Earl K. Fernandez of the Diocese of Columbus issued a joint statement announcing that they were in preliminary discussions regarding the potential merger of the diocese. The announcement of the potential merger comes amid a combination of declining church attendance, a nationwide shortage of priestly vocations, and the scheduled closure of more than a dozen Catholic churches across central Ohio that are part of the Columbus Diocese. 
the days to ship holiday packages and mail greeting cards before Christmas are quickly shrinking. The U.S. Postal Service, FedEx, and UPS have announced their shipping deadlines so mail, letters, cards, and packages may be mailed out so they arrive. Time for Christmas. USPS said this is the busiest time of year, no doubt, two weeks before Christmas, and customer traffic at post office locations is rapidly increasing. The deadline to mail holiday packages and greeting cards via the post office first class mail this Saturday, December 16th. Now, priority mail deadline is December 18th and priority mail express December 20th. Now, the last day for FedEx ground economy delivery before Christmas is this Friday. UPS has set Tuesday, December 19th as its deadline date to get their three-day select shipping done. So, Brenda, I'm out walking. It is like a beehive of activity with all the delivery drivers that are out there. I mean, just one after another. It's just constant up and down the streets. Talk about (laughs) packing the lunch. If you've got to get in line, you can go on a line and prepay and print your mailing labels and get them on your packages. So long as you know how much they weigh, you can just print the package, tape it on top, and just drop it off. Great tip. Hey, a city in Oregon has made the rankings of best places to live in the entire United States, according to a new analysis. In a new report by Money Magazine, researchers sought out the 50 best places to live in the U.S. in 2023. Hillsboro made the cut, ranking in at number 23. The study analyzed 1,370 cities across the United States, and according to the study, Hillsboro experienced an 8 per- percent rise in job growth between 2010 and 2021 with even more projected over the next few years. It's likely due to the silicon forest in the area with technology companies like Intel. And I tell you, that downtown is booming down yes. in Hillsborough. Great area down there. So congrats and to the folks I in Hillsborough. Like it. It's a beautiful city. And in sports, well, Rip City is back in action tonight. The Blazers returning home to the Moda Center to take on the Utah Jazz. Portland is going to start a stretch of eight games out of the next nine at the Moda. They're close to becoming fully healthy, and they could reason- reasonably expect to turn around that 6-16 six and 16 record into something a little more respectable. If they can get everybody all on the court all at one time, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. And they're taking on a lot of teams with losing records during this uh, homestand. So hopefully we can get the ship righted. There are many different stories about the origins of the Christmas tree. Some link St. Boniface and other stories begin in Germany. Others, they begin in France. But as Catholics, we recognize we're not in the Christmas season yet. It's still Advent. But we can't deny Christmas trees, they're everywhere. Christmas trees appear in stores and on the streets earlier every single year sometimes even before Thanksgiving. As to when we should put up and decorate the tree in our homes, many traditions vary. And since it's not a properly liturgical ornament, there are no official hard and fast rules. The important thing to remember is that it is a Christmas tree. So it should coincide at least roughly with the Christmas season. Thus, the most traditional option is to decorate the tree On Christmas Eve, although many people prefer to do it earlier, such as the beginning of Advent, the period of preparation for Christmas. 
As for when to take it down, it's a good idea to continue to enjoy the tree during the liturgical time of Christmas, which by the Catholic calendar ends on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, generally celebrated on the Sunday after January 6th, which is the Feast of the Epiphany. Now, some people follow a tradition, including Pat Ryan, of keeping up the Christmas tree until February 2nd, which is the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. That's right. So this weekend, I'm getting the tree up, and, and then I leave it up until the presentation, Brenda, I'd love to say it's like this pious observation that I make. It's it's more it's more because I love the tree and I'm a little lazy. Okay, uh, but but there's just something I I I I almost cry when I take the tree down. You it know, is. it just it's like oh, I don't want to put it away, but I guess that's what makes it special, right? It is yeah. absolutely what makes it special. So just bask in these beautiful days. I have two mantles in my house that are decorated uh, for for Christmas, and you're right. When they go down and it's everything's back to ordinary yeah. life, then you're kind of like, oh, but we know that, uh, well, you know, we've got an, another year uh, of anticipation to get ready for the next season, then a whole liturgical year in between that. So milk it for all it's worth. It's not just a day. It is a season. And if you really do it right, it can be a 40 day season. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday, beginning at 5 o'clock p.m., is a Mass for the feast day of St. Alice. Guess where? At St. Alice in Springfield. Oh, That's that right. Mark. That's right. All are invited to celebrate the patron saint of St. Alice Parish in Springfield with an all-community Mass, followed by the first night of La Posadas, the light oh. and light refreshment. I love that festival. That is such a beautiful celebration. And remember, you can find details on these and many other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, speaking of lights, the Christmas Festival of Lights going on at the Grotto. We've got your chance to win tickets between now and 9 o'clock. And when we come back, Brenda is going to talk with Dr. Stephen Doran, who will tell us how to die well. You'll want to hear this, a very important interview just ahead after we check weather next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. 
When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. 841 in Mater Dei Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. A little rain this morning that should be gone by 10. 70% chance of showers, high near 46 this afternoon. Cloudy tonight, low 40. Sunny tomorrow, sunny Saturday, sunny Sunday. High in the uh, mid-50s, so loving it. All Love that. right. Currently 44 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's 43 at Holy Cross Parish in North Portland. You know, with all this, uh, we'll say nice December weather. Any day that it's not raining at night, it's a nice December day here in the Northwest. Yeah. Be a perfect opportunity to go to the grotto. Let's so go. right now we are giving away tickets. In fact, I think we've got today and tomorrow are your last That's chances it. to yeah. win. So now would be a good time to call. We're going to take caller number 4888-823-5286. Caller number four will be the winner of a six pack of tickets for the grotto. 888-823-5286. We want to send you to the Christmas Festival of Lights with Mater Day Radio. Is there a good way to die? And there are difficult spiritual moral issues related to death, and the process of dying can be challenging and complicated. Well, in his new book, To Die Well, Catholic neurosurgeon Dr. Stephen Dorn will help readers contemplate pray over, and prepare for the end of their earthly lives. Hello, Dr. Doran. Thank you so much for joining us. You are a permanent deacon for the Archdiocese of Omaha. How do you see your work as a doctor complement your vocation as a deacon? Well, I mean, I think uh, there was a growing awareness throughout my life that um, my faith life and maybe my, my work life were running parallel with each other, and I don't think that should be the case, and, and being aware that uh, Steve Doran uh, should integrate his faith throughout all he does, work included, home life, and things like that. So as my uh, grow, my, my faith walk continues, my journey continued, I, I think that the, the call to the diaconate seemed um, in many ways very uh, straightforward and natural, but in other ways very unnatural in that uh, a busy life as a neurosurgeon, father, husband, uh, trying to keep all that in tension and balance in, in the diaconate. On top of it, that's where that's where the time of discernment really took. And plus, my wife and I are very busy uh, in a ministry we founded together called Seeking Truth Catholic Bible Study, where which we're in our 15th year now. It's a, a very active ministry. We get you know 350 people a week um, uh, coming to Bible study every week. So already quite busy. So trying to just keep all that in balance. Dr. Steve, this might be a both-and question like our faith, but did you find that when you were ordained a deacon that you became a better doctor? Or being a doctor, does that maybe make you a better deacon? Well, I would hope that both uh, vocations, and I do think both our vocations, inform one another and lift each other up. Um, and, um, uh, and even before I was ordained I was I was interacting with my patients, would pray with them, mm. and um, so so the the transition from pre to post ordination was wasn't super dramatic for me. I we, I do have the blessing of living in a 
community that's very Catholic, and so there's an awareness of, of me being a Catholic deacon and many of my patients, and, and also through our ministry with the Bible study. So so it's, I would say there wasn't a dramatic shift, but just a, a deepening and, and further growth. If you are just tuning in, Dr. Stephen Doran is joining me today. He is the author of a new book, To Die Well, A Catholic Neurosurgeon's Guide to the End of Life. Dr. Steve, that's that's just not a subject that we like to talk about. So how can our Catholic faith make it easier to begin to prepare for our own death and to help prepare those who are left to mourn us? Well, I think the most important thing is for us to be aware of, acknowledge, and embrace the reality of our our lives here on earth, our, our transient, and that our ultimate destination is heaven, and that, you know, death is a necessary step for that to occur. You know, union with God occurs in heaven. And the only way we can get there is, if, is right now anyways, if we die, unless the second coming happens to come in our lifetime, and maybe, maybe we wouldn't have to die per se, but at least for right now, we have to die to be in union with God. So that's where our faith, I think, helps us to realize that uh, as sad as death is, it's also um, a time of, of celebration and joy. I, I, I am so pleased to be a Catholic when I go to a Catholic funeral, the Catholic funeral mm-hmm. ride is just amazing, and it recognizes the the hope that we have of, of of union with God, of the resurrection, and so so I think absent that faith, I think death becomes especially scary and especially something you want to avoid altogether. Doctor Stephen, your book is titled "To Die Well." Now, our Catholic Church gives us Saint Joseph as the patron of a good death. And he was a very virtuous man. So using that model, does how we live impact how we die? Well, yes, that's a very good question. And the short answer is absolutely yes. St. Robert Bellarmine actually wrote a book himself a long time ago, which was entitled The Art of Dying Well. And he he starts off with a very simple, practical statement that should be self-evident, is that in order for one to die well, one must live well. And so um, living well is what ultimately leads to a good death. Now, you have to keep in mind that the, a good death by the world standards isn't necessarily what we see as a good death uh, from our faith. Um, I think the world wants to say a good death is one that's peaceful, pain-free, surrounded by family and friends, and all that's very good. Don't get me wrong. That'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But but that in of itself isn't the isn't the definition of a good death, because we only have to look to Christ, who died the most horrific, torturous death, abandoned, um, isolated, yet that is the ultimate good death par excellence. So the mark of a good death is one that is lifted up by the hope of heaven, the hope of resurrection, the hope for union with God. And those are virtues that are fostered throughout our life. Certainly it's wonderful if someone has, you know, the, quote, deathbed conversion, and that's wonderful when that happens. But I think for the most part, it's a lifetime spent in cultivating virtue and in, in our faith that leads us towards towards a good death. Dr. Steve, you also dive into end-of-life issues, euthanasia, abortion, even burial rights. So kind of open up your book a little bit for us and explain how you step the reader through each of these subjects throughout the chapters. So the book is divided into two sections. The first section talks about the moral issues surrounding death and dying. So things like assisted nutrition, withdrawing care, ventilators, uh, things like that, the moral issues, ethical issues. Then the second part of the book deals with more of the spiritual concerns. It talks about uh, the funeral rites. It talks about 
um, you know, viaticum, the other other sacraments associated with what the Catholic perspective is theologically on, on, on the four last things, for example. And so those are the two sections of the book. Each each chapter then, which stands on its own, you can just read each chapter by itself, is introduced with a story from either my personal professional life of real people uh, who whose story illustrates whatever it is the topic is for that chapter. So it hopefully puts some, as they say, meat on the bones to the topic so it's not so dry and uninteresting. So you have a real person whose story is used to to illuminate the, the, the topic at hand. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And I think many people can relate to that because there's not a one of us that walk this earth that haven't been affected by the death of somebody. And hopefully it's somebody that was very close to us because that uh, grieving can also be very sweet to know that we had the ability to love so very deeply. I am talking this morning with Dr. Stephen Doran. The name of the book is To Die Well. Dr. Stephen, you mentioned in the beginning of our interview that you and your wife have a website. Tell our listeners a little bit about it and also where they're going to get a copy of your book. So the ministry that, that my wife and I founded together is called Seeking Truth Catholic Bible Study. And my wife has just uh, been blessed with a, really the gifting of teaching. And so we, we've been going for 15 years now, and all our classes are online and available online. We have a very large local live classes of over um, 350 people during the day and 150 at night. So, But those lectures are all archived and available for other people to access. So that's the, the website, uh, SeekingTruth.net. I have a personal website that talks about the book and other things that I do as a neurosurgeon and ethicist. And that's, that's simply stephendoran.com, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Doran, D-O-R-A-N.com. Those are the two websites that um, you can check out if you want. Thank you so much for your time today. Deacon, Stephen, before we go, will you end us in a prayer? I would be happy to. Heavenly Father, we just offer you all thanks and praise as we celebrate this wonderful season of Advent, as we prepare our hearts for the Incarnation, as we prepare our lives for the end of our earthly existence, as we seek to be in union with you. We Pray to St. Joseph, that uh, the patron of a holy death, of a good death, that he watch over us and protect us. And we ask all these things in your most precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, that is Dr. Stephen Deacon, Stephen Doran. The name of his book, To Die Well, A Catholic Neurosurgeon's Guide to the End of Life. I will be sure to add the links that Dr. Stephen was talking about. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 851 at Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Boy, Brenda, that was powerful. Oh, thank you so much. I know that's a very odd topic to cover during the Advent season, but as Catholics, that's, oh, it's it's a time of great joy. It is a time of great joy, and I tell you who's going to be celebrating. That's Fiona. Fiona at Sacred Heart in Battleground. Congratulations, the winner of a family six-pack of tickets to the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Okay, we've got one more set to give away tomorrow. One more that uh, Chris Blanchard and the crew out of the Grotto have given us to give away. And you have another chance to win to go to the Christmas Festival of Lights. Be listening tomorrow for that last opportunity with Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503 252 
503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Jude. Let us pray. Glorious St. Jude, with faith in your goodness, we ask your help today. As one of Christ's chosen apostles, you remain a pillar and foundation of his church on earth. You are counted, we know, among the elders who always stand before God's throne. From your place of glory, we know you do not forget the needs and difficulties of Christ's little ones here, still struggling, like me, on the way home to God. Please intercede for us all, gracious St. Jude, and be with us in our daily toil and in all our necessities. In Christ's name, we appeal to you again today. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, the rain's starting to let up, but we should have a few more little sprinkles throughout the morning, and then that's going to end with cloudy skies this afternoon, high 46, low tonight about 40, sunny tomorrow, sunny Saturday, sunny Sunday, with a high in the low 50s. I'm loving it, Brenda, right now, 44 in Rip City. And closing out our show today, Pat, can you feel it? I feel it. This is Dupree. Lay it on me. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Uh-huh. Coming to another season, you know there's got to be a reason for everything, everything. Show me up ahead, yeah Coming at you and you can't help Questioning Everything Running right through your bones It's taking complete control You know it now, change gon' come You know it now, change gon' come It's chasing you everywhere Can't be thinking of nothing else You know it now, change gon' come You know it now, change gon' come Change gon' come from heaven above, from heaven above, change gon' come. Can you feel it, feel it? Change gon' come. From heaven above, from heaven above, change gon' come. Just believe it. Change gon' come. From heaven above, from heaven above, change gon' come. Can you feel it? 
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Sorry, I was just uh, contemplating the Roman Empire there for a second. Is that what it was? Sorry about We were dancing. That is Dupree. Change is going to come. Believe it or not, that is a mother and son duo. I love it. Yeah, they're fantastic. Wow, what a show. What a show, Brenda. Oh, we were so excited for that show. So, so much fun today. And you know what? Fridays? Always the most fun show of the week. That's we got true. that coming up tomorrow. All right. We got more tickets to give away, more fun to be had, and joy of our Catholic faith. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you.